0: This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by Private Internet Access. You want a solid VPN, and Private Internet Access is the only no-log VPN that's been battle-tested in court. Go to gog.show/vpn and sign up today for a year and get sixty-seven percent off the regular price. That's gog.show/vpn.
1: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old
0: Geeks, I'm Jason Filippo And I'm Brian Schilmeister.
1: Brian, a little follow-up here. righty. You mentioned Movember last yes. episode, so mm-hmm. I went and checked out Movember.com. Right. And it turns out it's an old slew of uh, men's health issues that they're trying to help, so. There you go. It is a, a, a lot of things, and I was on the fence, and I'm thinking maybe I should. There's a lot of
0: things under that mustache, right? <laughs> yes, there are.
1: <laughs> and I'm thinking, uh... Maybe, maybe, but then I scrolled down and I saw a new video that they posted called Movember Facial Hair Facts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And of course, I was I was intrigued because the person who is front and center on the video is Stephen Fry, one of my favorite people of all time. I love him Did as you well. get a chance to watch the video?
0: I did not because I did not know it was there until now. Nope. Okay,
1: well, <laughs> highly recommend you go back and watch it. It is very funny. They've got a lot of people in it. Uh, talking about Movember but uh, yeah it's very cool very cool definitely check it out and if you are uh hairily lipped inclined you should uh, <laughs> definitely give it a shot and
0: raise some awareness and raise some money maybe I'll do it and uh, open up a little uh, money thing for for our listeners and post some photos on 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 the uh, patreon we'll see we'll see we'll see if
1: uh, <laughs> you should clear that with your wife yeah is yeah, all I'm saying I do have to check that out first and I did check out the skeptics guide to the universe podcast mm-hmm. the audio quality is fine I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe it was the episode I was listening to. I don't
0: know. The one I listened to was crap.
1: Oh, yeah. The one I listened to was absolutely fine. I listened to the latest. So it's, you know, four per multi-person Skype call type (laughs) of setup. But uh, for the most part, it wasn't bad. So, but the show itself was fantastic. This is one of my new favorite podcasts. Yeah,
0: it's very, very good content. Um, they're, they're, They're very smart people. Highly enjoyed. Way smarter than you or I. That's for damn sure. (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh, and some follow-up on Devumi. Remember mm-hmm. those guys?
0: Yeah, the, you, you paid them
1: some monies, didn't you? I did. I paid them for, I think, 10,000 Twitter followers just as an experiment. Right. And I think I got like 8,000 before. And I, of course, just like my perfect timing, as soon as I paid <laughs> them and got my followers, the New York Times ran that, that hack piece on them that basically said, hey, everybody's doing this. You should beware. You mm-hmm. know, and... uh but I got a refund, surprisingly, right. which well, is a good, good thing. Yeah, because uh, they have settled with the FTC to the tune of $2.5 million. But uh, German Calais, or Calais, the CEO, has only paid uh, $250,000. The rest ah. has been deferred because apparently he's broke. <laughs> yeah, that can happen. Yeah, they do say that the uh, it is a deferred payment because if it is discovered that his financial situation changes, they can go back and take more.
0: Right. So if he ever makes any money, we take it away from him.
1: Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this. This comes from the FTC. Dishonesty in the online marketplace harms shoppers as well as firms that play fair and square.
0: That's right.
1: Posting fake reviews on shopping websites or buying and selling fake followers is illegal. Now, the fake reviews I can see, but I buying or selling fake followers, that doesn't seem like it's illegal.
0: That it just seems like it's the smart. selling me. of them, I think, should be illegal. But uh, the buying of them, you know, what, but what are going to do? Go after the companies.
2: I,
1: yeah, I just don't know if that is technically illegal. I mean, it breaks the terms of service, but nah, that's sorry, yeah.
0: Well, who cares? So nobody, okay, nobody enforces those.
1: <laughs> yes, they say it undermines the marketplace and the FTC will not tolerate it. Well, the annoying thing about this is they went after another company called Sunday Riley Modern Skincare LLC. Mm-hmm. And this one really pisses me off. These guys were posting fake reviews right. and selling their stuff on Sephora. Right. And, of course, when when they got found out fr- by Sephora by tracking mm-hmm. the IP address, they were just told to use a VPN to mask <laughs> where they're from. Right. And the FTC just gave them a slap on the wrist and no no monetary fine whatsoever. Mm. And these guys were literally posting fake reviews and selling product. Right. That seems ridiculous to me. That's the way of the world. Yeah, but still, it seems ridiculous. Well,
0: it, yeah, much
1: of the Internet seems ridiculous to me. Anyway, there's there you have it. The FTC's doing something sort of sometimes.
0: Good. Sign it. You know, every now and then when it finds something, basically dropped in their lap.
2: Then they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go ahead and
0: do something about it.
1: <laughs> in the news. Woke up this morning to the news that Jeff Bezos is no longer the richest person in the world. Oh, poor Aww. Jeff. Oh, poor baby. He's only got one point or one hundred and three point nine billion dollars now. Jeez,
0: Yeah, I mean, that must suck.
1: He's going to be slumming it at uh, Chipotle pretty
0: soon. Wow. Who would you rather be? Would you rather be Jeff Bezos, who, to be fair, seems to work his ass off and he has one hundred and three billion dollars? Or would you rather be that uh, WeWork douche who basically got a billion dollars to do nothing? Well, he got a billion dollars to
1: scheme and scam and run his companies into the ground. So he did do something. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of work. Have you seen Brewster's Millions? That was a lot of work for Richard Pryor to spend that million dollars in a day and have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should recast that as Brewster's Billions and (laughs) give it to the WeWork guy.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, so Bill Gates is back on top with $105.7 billion, which won't last very long because once the stock rebounds, because the stock did Mm -hmm. drop 7% overnight because uh, Yeah, they missed their earnings for the first time in two years. Pretty crazy. Yeah, you know why? Because, oh, let's start giving next day shipping on things that cost 75 cents.
0: Yeah, that's not the brightest. Yeah. I, I get why they're doing it. They're doing it to lock everybody in, to to take away the quick run to the store that we all used to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, or the quick run to Target. Now, now Amazon will they'll take care of that for you, too.
1: Yeah, and pretty soon those drones will be just buzzing overhead and dropping it
0: in your lap. And I will be shooting them out of the sky.
1: That's illegal. Don't do it. Oh, darn. Sorry. Remember we had a we had a story about that guy that shot his neighbor's drone with a shotgun <laughs> and he got in a lot of trouble cuz yeah. the FAA was not very happy about that. Okay. Yeah. So, we'll see if they uh if they snap back. The other interesting thing is AWS actually missed their target for the first time in a long time. All those open buckets. Yeah, they missed it by 0.2 billion dollars. Okay. <laughs> but they still made 9 billion.
0: Yeah. You know, it's the target thing. It's it's insane. You know, you have to just keep getting bigger and bigger when, you know, at some point they've taken over everything already. They can't get any bigger.
1: Do you remember the episode of, oh, what was it? I think it was, was it Voyager where they, uh, they found Scotty in a, like a transporter loop at yes. one point and they brought mm-hmm. him back. Maybe it was next gen. I can't even remember, but they, they resurrected Scotty for one episode. Yeah, it was next gen. It was next gen because he was telling LeVar Burton, like, you actually told the captain how long it's going to take to actually do something you never do that <laughs> never do that <laughs> never ever do that tell him it's going to yes. take a day and when you do it in four hours you're a hero you're, you're a hero <laughs> so these people need to stop you know saying hey this is actually what we think we might make you know <laughs> they need to scotty this shit
0: yeah so on wednesday the zuck appeared in a hearing before the house financial <laughs> services committee that was supposed to just be about facebook's libra crypto project but the <laughs> they basically Hit him up about everything. Uh, and top of mind in Congress, and not to mention the public right now, is Facebook's policy that we keep talking about, which basically said, You can lie as long as you pay for it and make it a political ad, and that's totally okay. We're not going to police that. And uh, so I just love this part of the of this whole thing. And you can watch the video. AOC, who I am down with—yeah, you know me, at least about this—like a fucking boss went after Zuck and asked if she could run fake ads. And yep. he basically said— yeah, I guess you could.
1: I just like Lying is bad. Lying yes. is bad. Well, Congresswoman,
0: I think lying is bad. And I think if you were to run an ad that had a lie in it, that would be bad. That's different from being, <laughs> waver, waver, waver. In our position, the right thing to do to prevent your constituents or people in an election from seeing that you had lied. <laughs> it is just, uh, I, I highly recommend watching it. It's awesome. And it really just, uh, Zuckerberg, man. I, I If I were him, I, I would resign and quietly go live on my island's. I know, man. I think he had
1: to have, like, a CBD drip that whole time because he had, (laughs) like, there's
0: almost no expression in this guy. and I'm I'm convinced he's an actual robot. I'm starting to become convinced of it because he has no emotion whatsoever while everybody around him uh, is – I mean, you can't say the walls are crumbling because Facebook is doing quite well, thank you very much. But any idea of there ever being anything good about this company is gone.
1: Yeah, and what's up with his hair? I don't know. It's getting weirder every time. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Friend of the show, David Teeter, sent us a really good uh, good clip as well that I'll try and dig up and put in the show notes. Where uh, Zuck was asked if he would be willing to spend an hour a day doing content moderation that uh, all the other people <laughs> that they hire to do, and he's just like, "Yeah, um, I don't yeah. think that's the best use of my time."
0: <laughs> I'm going to take a hard pass on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking a right on No Street. So. Yeah. But it would be cool if he did it for at least a, like an hour or just an hour a month or maybe like I'd two a month. would be thrilled if he just month.
0: did it for 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, even 15 minutes If he be saw enough. what was
0: actually going on on his uh, platform that's bringing us all together. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what was that TV show that they did where they, the boss switched with the employees for a day? They, they really need to do that with some of these tech companies.
1: Undercover millionaire or not, undercover boss?
0: Undercover boss, yes. We need undercover boss for tech companies.
1: Uh, I did see they did one uh, undercover billionaire that was actually pretty good recently. <laughs> so highly recommend that one.
0: There you go. Well, in continuing Facebook news, even though the entire news organizations around the world have been getting mad at Facebook for basically taking their work and without and not paying for it, um, on Friday uh, they are going to announce the final real coming of facebook's news section which we've been hearing about forever they are going to pay a lot of people a lot of money which i guess is good for journalism and there will be uh, human human curated selections of news from partners like the wall street journal business insider buzzfeed etc basically we'll be able to have facebook's algorithm pick out our stories for our show from now on wait a second you just said human
1: curated and then algorithm curated so
0: which is it human curated with a selection of algorithmic Oh, New stories peppered in there algorithm is the spice yes it's the it 's the pumpkin spice and the latte of our news <laughs> yuck
2: <Ew.
1: laughs> oh man and but Facebook has committed one billion dollars and has partnered with the state of California to address housing affordability okay yeah that's this is
0: it's all right it's all I right guess.
1: it's all right yeah. it's not a lot compared to i mean that's you know twenty yeah. percent of one of their fines, and <laughs> this is over the course of ten years. Right. So I, I honestly think that Facebook should just say, fuck it and buy Wyoming and move the whole company there.
0: I'd be down with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're putting a bunch of different uh, chunks of cash into different programs that are coming through because they're like, yeah, because they yeah, need we the we good PR. They need the good PR, but they, they don't have any place for anybody to live. I love this. That's In San true. Francisco, a family of four making over a hundred thousand dollars a year is considered low income. Yep, and that's yes, it is. At one really point, is. we,
0: my wife and I, were actually debating moving up there because of job offers, and then we just did the finances on it, and I was like, "Nah, I'll pass."
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. The place that I used to rent, I had a little house, like a two-story. Three or four bedroom house, which it was a nice little place, and mm-hmm. it was like seventeen hundred bucks a month. Thank you, rent control. As soon as I moved out, the guy I was remodeled about to say that's it. nothing. <laughs> yeah, the guy I, I moved out, the guy remodeled it, and it's like ten thousand dollars a month now, easy. And yeah, that, it was like ten thousand about four years ago, so it's got to be twenty grand a month now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I complain about uh, what what it's like here in in Silicon Beach and Santa Monica and Venice and all that, but uh, it ain't nothing compared to San Francisco.
1: Oh, hell no, no. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not if you're not grandfathered in on rent control, forget about it.
0: Yep. Well, there's more algorithm news in the news. Twitter says it's better at spotting abusive tweets than, oh, I don't know, the actual users that continue to report them and have them never do anything about it. <laughs> okay. Yes, they say they've achieved a major milestone in its attempts to improve the health of its platform. According to their most recent earning report, 50% of abusive tweets removed this past quarter were pulled before a user even flagged the content. That's up from 38% in quarter one. Uh, they, of course, have tweaked their algorithm, which is what they're saying is <laughs> doing the trick. Yet, somehow, the Twitter-in-chief never gets flagged.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> public, per- public uh, personality, that's never going to happen.
0: Yes. So. so we get these metrics that show promise, but the problem is they don't provide at all of the metrics that we need to you know compare it against for example they have yet to detail exactly just how much abuse is actually occurring on the platform
1: be helpful to know that as well yeah why would they even bother telling you that that's true yeah i mean it's still it's still just twitter it's going to be what it's going to be i just i just somebody needs to oust jack dorsey i mean honestly like i jack said we out. need
0: all of these twitter ceos to just become regular employees for one day see how horrible their platforms are I'm sure Jack gets the gets the full force of what Twitter actually
1: is. So. Yeah. He just doesn't actually read it. There's the problem. Or care. Or care. Now, I found this one over at the Washington Post. It is a lengthy read mm-hmm. about HireVue. I have never heard of this company, but it is apparently very popular with, you know, large corporations, and mm-hmm. it is AI-driven interviews for job positions.
2: Oh,
0: now, wonderful.
1: Yeah. This is pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible and you have to sit down for like 20 minutes to a half an hour and answer a bunch of questions to your smartphone and then the AI says if you're going to be a match for the job. All right.
0: <laughs> there's and there's no human
1: reviews? Uh well, this gets you this gets you to the uh the next gatekeeper.
0: Oh, OK. So AI is the initial uh, churning point at which you get kicked out of the system and uh, the lucky few move on.
1: Right. And it's a total black box. And I love this. Meredith Whitaker, she's a co-founder at the AI Now Institute. Uh, she says, it's a profoundly disturbing development that we have proprietary technology that claims to differentiate between a productive worker and a worker who isn't fit based on their facial movements, their tone of voice, their mannerisms. Right. It's pseudoscience, it's a license to discriminate, and the people whose lives and opportunities are literally being shaped by these systems don't have any chance to weigh in.
0: Well, I I don't know if we can actually call it discrimination in any way, shape, or form, considering it's a black box, we don't know how the decisions are being made.
1: Right, but what they're doing is they're, this entire, the next, the rest of this story is going to be in air quotes. Just imagine me (laughs) waving my fingers around. They're training the AI on employees that they have that are deemed to be, you know, productive and good employees. And white. Yeah. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that because it's a fairly – some of these companies are
0: fairly big. But, yes, you Yes, know, but you know that's what's going to end up coming out of this. What's you just gonna, know it.
1: Yeah. And they even talk about this in the article because it's just going to homogenize the entire workforce that works for the mm-hmm. company. So you're going to have – you know, it's just like a power law distribution curve where everything is going to creep towards, you know, vanillability is what it's going right. to be.
0: Vanillability. <laughs> Wasn't and that like an early rap group in the 80s? I don't
1: know. I just made that one up. It was up, the pre-Beastie be. Boys. You yeah. know, it was a
0: bunch of white kids rapping. Vanillability. Vanillability.
1: And there's a lot of people that are going against them in this article, which is great because it is pseudoscience, bullshitty, and the people who run the company are like, No. This is real science. You you cannot say that. And, mm-hmm. and of course, they're not going to show you any metrics. They're not going to show you what the algorithms are doing. And the whole point of this thing is it's like, I don't know about you, but when I go in for a job interview, I'm nervous as hell. I'm yeah. going to look shifty and shady and, you know, look like I got a, you know, a gram of coke shoved up my butt
0: waiting for the cops to come by because I hate interviewing. I'm terrible at it. I mean, to be fair, shifty and shady is kind of your default, whether you're doing an interview or not.
1: Yeah, come on. I'm (laughs) not really, not really. Maybe on the inside, but not on the outside. Okay. (laughs) Pretty good at tamping that shit down, but uh, it's a, it's a long article, but it is well worth reading the whole thing because it's, these people are, you know, they're going to the mats trying to defend their, their product higher view. And I don't see it. I don't see how anybody should be using this product at all, but they've got massive, massive uh, clients out there, yeah, so, not good, no, not good at all i I sense a class action lawsuit in the
0: making at some point, probably well, speaking of bias in tech, I found this article, and I just thought it was interesting as an old programmer uh, as you are as well, Jason, which uh was it's been brought up that basically. Binary code is not accommodating this new class of people, the non-binary people, and you and I have coded many a form where gender was basically just male or female, and that's basically what we did. There wasn't a bunch of options. Exactly. So this got got really into how, like, inside computational systems, and they serve as barriers to implementing truly inclusive design. Of course, there is pretty easy fixes for all this, especially in this day and age of jQuery. You just change the field. So it's not binary.
2: Pretty yeah. Simple.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's like you know, it was just very easy to search on. You know, okay, you have uh, an enum which is an M or an F, and sometimes mm-hmm. in some cases when you're very funny, you put a D because I, I have done dog on some right. because on the internet, no one knows you're a dog if you're if you're an old school programmer. You get the joke, but yes, um, yeah. Nowadays, it's just like you just need. It's basically just a field. It's a text field. You can't you can't enumerate yeah. on that. So exactly. Anyway. There you go.
0: And as I was talking earlier about hopefully shooting down the drones that are coming from on the delivery services, well, I may not be able to use a shotgun, but I could contact my good friends over at Raytheon and perhaps get one of these first anti-drone laser weapons they've rolled out. I know. It's a drone buggy instead of a dune buggy. It's an anti-drone buggy. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a high-energy laser system mounted on a small all-terrain vehicle, which uses electro-optical and infrared sensors to detect and track drones. After it identifies and tracks unwelcome flying devices, it then neutralizes it with a laser in a process that can take a few seconds. So they draw power from a standard 220-volt outlet, so you just plug it right in, and it can deliver dozens, but they don't mention exactly how many of shots on a single charge. Pretty cool. Okay.
1: 220 is not really standard
0: because it's... I mean, I had to have 220 installed in my house.
1: Yeah, Yeah. because I have a hot tub and uh, it's expensive. But anyway, I am saddened that they don't have... The, uh, Val Kilmer being the spokesperson for this because this is some real genius <laughs> shit right here. I mean, it's reverse. It kind of is. <laughs> it's reverse real genius because real genius had a laser in a plane, and this is like a laser shooting down a plane. But it's a laser
0: on a jeep. <laughs>
1: yeah, they really should have Val Kilmer do this. And when the, see, and it, when the drone explodes, it should like have popcorn come out of it because that would really be, <laughs> that would be the best use of Raytheon's marketing budget for this drone anti-drone buggy for sure. That one's for free, Raytheon. Get on it. There you go. And Virgin Galactic is going to be the first public space tourism company on Monday. When I first read this, I'm like, oh, they're going to finally shoot people into space? No, no. They're not making any money, so they're going to take the company public. <laughs> I was like, okay. 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 Well, yeah. Words have different meanings. They do. <laughs> they do. Depends, <laughs> depends on the interpretation. So. Yes, it does. Yeah, uh, so a lot of people's names who I can't pronounce with a company's name I can't pronounce are actually going to take the company public on Monday. Um,
0: Look, I, I, why are we surprised about this? We spend half the time on the show screaming about tech companies that don't do what they say that they're doing, going public and being worth billions of dollars. This is yet just another company going public that doesn't even have a product.
1: Well, I mean, come on. They, they, they do have a new plane.
0: They're in trials with the new plane since the last no income no income apart. flow whatsoever because you cannot buy a ticket you cannot go anywhere
1: well here's the deal yeah you can they they got a ton of pre-orders where you had to put down a shit ton of money <laughs> i guess all of those pre-orders they burned through all that cash and they now they yes. need another infusion yes since richard branson is not anywhere near that list of top richest people in the world i guess they <laughs> got to go I think out of pocket he has the most fun he does he does <laughs> so We'll see. I, I wish these guys would just get their shit together and get that bird in the air. Let's go. Would be
0: nice. I mean, it was over... I won't t- buy any stock until that happens. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been over 10 years since I went out to the desert and saw Spaceship One fly for the first time. And yeah. it's like, come on, guys. Let's go. Let's go.
2: Security? Ha!
1: We're back this week with Dave Bittner from the CyberWire podcast. The CyberWire is still free and still a community-driven cybersecurity news service based in Maryland. Still, and Dave is also the co-host of the Hacking Humans podcast, along with our good friend Joe Carrigan, where they take on social engineering. Welcome
3: back, Dave. Thank you very much. And I have an additional podcast to add to the list. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah! Just this week, we launched a new show. It's called Caveat. Mm-hmm. And it is our new law and policy show. It's a weekly show. And my co-host is Ben Yellen.
0: Oh, very oh, no interesting. way. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. this is law and policy and tech?
3: Law and, yeah, basically cybersecurity. Short security. show then. <laughs> do There isn't any. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming. <laughs> law and policy as it applies to tech and cybersecurity. So there'll be an emphasis on privacy and surveillance and those sorts of things. Um, so it's a lot of fun. you know. Ben and I have been doing CyberWire segments for a few years now, so we've got our routine down, uh, and Ben really knows his stuff. So uh, I think we're going to have a good time. If you are a fan of the Hacking Humans podcast, this show will sound very familiar to you because the format is almost the same. <laughs> we figured, <laughs> why not mess with something that works? So uh, that's that's what we're going with that. So we hope everybody will check it out. Again, it's called Caveat. Excellent. Nice. Ben, is, ben is a very smart
0: dude. So he sure looking is. Looking forward yeah. to that one. Yep. Knows his stuff. Yeah. All right, Brian, what do we got? Well, we've got what's something coming from Microsoft, as we've always been stating on this uh, show and in this particular area of the show. Microsoft is doing a relatively decent job with privacy and and uh, basically security in general and uh, they've got something new going on as we've all known for a long time hackers have been increasingly using firmware exploits to carry out their attacks particularly as operating systems get a bit better there are a few reasons for this but obviously firmware is a code that has not been written by operating system developers it's been written by hardware manufacturers recently so microsoft wants to change that As part of a new partnership with PC manufacturers, they are launching an initiative called Secured Core PC, where they are rethinking Windows' relationship with firmware and how it handles booting up devices. So now the processor's firmware will power up the system, but then limit how much the processor trusts its own firmware to define the code path it takes to launch the system. The processor will instead call on Microsoft's bootloader for those instructions. Pretty smart.
3: Yeah. And um, a couple things come to mind with this. I, I, first thing I think about um, what Apple's done on iOS um, with their secure enclave and, you know, mm-hmm. all that sort of firmware stuff. And I wonder how much on iOS does Apple have an advantage using their own chips and their own devices? Or can Microsoft simply, if they get the participation with the manufacturers, which according to this article they have, does Microsoft simply spec out? This is how it it's going to work we're going to collaborate here and it's just as good as owning the whole thing i don't i don't know the answer to that
0: yeah that's a good point
3: yeah. Um, I did ask around, um, I have some, uh, some folks in the security side of things who deal specifically with firmware, and I asked them what they thought about this. Um, they didn't have any real specific critiques either way about it, but uh, one of them did send me a link to a presentation that um, someone from Microsoft gave, So, and it's about this very thing. So if you're interested in the, the deep tech of what's going on under the hood, there's a link here in the show notes uh, that you can check out. Excellent.
0: Thanks. Sweet. I will look at that.
1: Have either of
3: you guys enabled uh, firmware passwords on your
1: computers?
0: Um, No. (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, I have not, but I have dealt with computers where it has been put on it. So... um, so then you just threw the computer away because you can't. Yes, it. <laughs> that's about yes. it. <laughs> so, uh, let's see how to frame this. Long story short, when we came over, um, when, when we got spun off as the CyberWire as our own company, um, some of us had computers that had firmware uh, passwords in them, and uh, pr- basically what that meant is if you didn't have that password, that computer is bricked. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of, I mean, it's secure, but (laughs) maybe a little too secure. Well, I mean, it's I guess that's the trade off is that it's expensive to it's kind of a waste to have to throw away a computer that uh, because you can't you can't get into it. On the other hand, that's the whole point.
1: Yeah, there kind of so. is. It's doing what it's supposed to do. Right.
3: Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, Out of all you know. the
1: things that we've talked about, that one actually works. Yeah. It does does do the job. Yeah. I used to enable it when I would travel. When I'd go on the okay. road, I would just turn it on. So I knew that like, yeah, you're not getting into it. So if anybody stole my laptop at the airport, which is the one thing I cared about, it's like, okay. And I chase them down, I get the cops, and the cops are like, Well, boot in. You know, I'd be like, well, after you, sir thief, you get <laughs> you, you boot first. And then I could come in and swoop in and say, see my computer, not his, take him off to the airport jail, send him to the who's cow, but <laughs> never had, never had the chance to use it because my laptops have never been stolen. <laughs> I I have done so many security precautions for things that have never happened, most of which have not happened at an airport, which I always expected them to happen. So yeah. All right. But yeah, that uh, once you enable the firmware password, you're you're stuck. Don't mm-hmm. make sure you don't put that, or if if you do put it somewhere, you know, put that sticky in your shoe, and then some. So then if somebody steals your shoes, I guess you're screwed.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> Why is there a sticky <laughs> so in problems. this shoe? <laughs> Why is there no sticky in this shoe? Uh-huh. All right, moving on. Uh, do you guys remember Retina X? I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the spyware that uh, eventually got hacked, and it was we talked about it a, a couple times. And it's, you know, the skeezy software that you can put on your kids' or employees' phone where you basically have to jailbreak it, and then it just gives you all of the datas. Yeah. Yeah, well, they've uh, they've had a little uh, run-in with the FTC, <laughs> and the FTC says, uh, no bueno, no bueno, you are in violation of the uh, Child Online Privacy Protection Act, and you have not kept your datas as safe as they should have been, hence they, the hacking that happened to them. And like other... FTC settlements that we've mentioned previously in this episode, these guys got a slap on the wrist and no fine.
3: I was going to ask about uh, that because I, I, I was looking through the article and I couldn't find anything about any sort of money.
1: There is none. That's why you couldn't find it. I actually looked at the court documents looking for it as well. <laughs> nope. They just got set with a bunch of sanctions that said you have to do A, B, and C if you ever want to sell this again. And a lot of it is around, well, you ha- you can't change the name of the app. You can't have a secret app. It has to say what it is on the tin. If it's a kid, you have to, you know, you, basically the parents have to sign off on it. If you, you know, you give it to your nephew, you give, you you know, give them an Android for Christmas and you put it on there. Well, then you're breaking the law.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, they've got a bunch of things that are basically just going to kill this company's business, which is, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. You know, stalkerware, I don't see a, a good place for unless it's in a corporate environment where you're actually handing out devices to your employees.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you guys think?
3: Well, I, I think uh, I'm of two minds of this. Uh, hopefully it will keep other companies for, or make make other companies think twice before they come out with a product like this, seeing mm-hmm. that this is what happens to you if you don't do it right. Um, it seems as though things like um, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act kind of make this sort of software hard to implement in the ways that the people who make these types of software would like to implement them. And I think that's a good thing. Um, on the other hand, I, I would uh, – why not hit them with a fine? I, that would be even, uh, be even an even better way to be a shot across the, the bow to the folks who might do this.
0: Right. Perhaps you can discuss this more on your new podcast about law and policy. <laughs> oh oh, we're going to do that again, huh? <laughs> yeah. It just it seems silly that they're not getting hit with a pretty big fine here. I, I don't understand why. I, I, we we see this time and time again. Again, law and policy. It's it's applied so inconsistently. I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah. It, it would be it'd be interesting
3: to ask the folks at the FTC what their thought process is for deciding what they go after Mm -hmm. I I haven't I I haven't I've never seen that laid out before I mean they're they must have a reason to choose which tools they want to use and um, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's but that's getting harder and harder to do. (laughs) yeah
1: If we only knew a lawyer who knew things like <clears throat> Ben Yellen, maybe we could ask him sometime. I know, I know. He's next week a... on Security Ha huh? with yeah. Ben Yellen. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> who needs Dave anymore? <laughs> oh God! And so I'm I'm assuming you guys saw the uh, the Republican revolt this week
0: mm-hmm. about the impeachment. Yeah, I think revolting is the right word.
1: <laughs> it was
0: fairly revolting. <laughs> the, yes. the 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 idiots have taken over the asylum. It's insane. It's insane. Like, I, And what uh, other countries are looking at us and laughing at this point?
3: Yeah.
1: Well, so are we. We're in this country. <laughs> yes. So, <sadly>. yeah, so <laughs> a, a group of Republicans uh, decided to go into a skiff, which mm-hmm. is, you know, something that is with supposed their to be secure. And they took their phones with them, which is not something that you should be doing because that's the whole point of it being secure.
0: Mm-hmm. And, oh, and ended up. Keep in mind that some of the Republicans that stormed in because they wanted to get access were part of the meeting. Right. They skipped <laughs> the meeting to storm into the meeting.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: The, they uh, w- they yeah. wanted to make an entrance. <laughs>
3: Yeah, they, they wanted to uh, storm into the skiff where they claimed Adam Schiff is holding secret impeachment depositions. The secret impeachment depositions where most of them were invited. allowed to be part of and <laughs> yes. invited and were welcome to listen in and participate.
1: <laughs> uh, Schiff in the skiff with the... Uh uh, I need a rhyming dictionary. I'm screwed. <laughs> Not a rapper. And yes, yeah. I, just 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 to clarify, Skiff stands for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility, which is supposed to be the one place where you don't have things like electronic devices mm-hmm. that could be spying
0: on things that happen in the room. Or yeah. even more of more concern is if uh, one of those phones have been owned by a foreign government. Yep. Right. Right. which you know um,
1: since those people are high value targets the likelihood is fairly high that at least one of the people that got in there has a, a you know a phone that has been compromised
3: yeah um so there's you see a lot when something like this happens when when a skiff is compromised like this by people who are not security professionals in other words not people who have clearances but politicians um, you will often see folks who have clearances uh, rightfully complain that if they did something like this even accidentally, there would be consequences mm-hmm. They could lose their jobs, they could lose their um, clearances they could at the very least there will be a lot of paperwork and <laughs> and it just it won't be fun um, but it is my understanding that. When it comes to these sorts of things, the rules are different for politicians than for cleared professionals, and that is why people, you know, by why Trump's children have security clearances, for example, because we're
1: yeah we're seeing the rules being bent for politicians on everything now apparently from the security of the nation to Twitter. If yeah. you're a politician or or even advertising as it was yes, yeah. Facebook, mm-hmm. the rules do not apply anymore. So guys. We're running for city council. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And it's I, funny. Um, I, I, I just want to ask real quick because, you know, they say that on Facebook you can only run political ads mm-hmm. that have lies in them. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if I'm running for office, but I want to do an ad about how shitty Zuckerberg is, that <laughs> right. would still be a political ad because I'm the politician, right? Yes. They have to keep that up.
0: Hmm. <sighs> so we could do a political ad and make up completely insane lies about zuckerberg and they would have to keep it up okay i think i I I found
1: a loophole
3: (laughs) (laughs) that seems to be the case yes um i hope that there are some consequences for these folks from the sergeant at arms uh i doubt there will be yeah but uh, once again an erosion of social norms uh, you know this is political theater at its worst
2: yeah and Mm -hmm.
3: um Uh, it's embarrassing it is it's it's
0: embarrassing yeah
1: i'm just amazed that the sergeant at arms let him through for starters i understand why he's you know he tried to take their phones and they said no but Mm -hmm. isn't that kind of his job it is it is to stand up to people who are doing (laughs) things that they're not supposed to do Mm -hmm. that's why he has a job otherwise he would just be an usher here's your seat sir (laughs) yeah might i might i get you some malware with that
3: yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember. I have vague recollections of, you know, throughout our history, sergeant at arms calling the police and having, you know, the the Capitol police and having mm-hmm. people hauled away in handcuffs. Um, I don't know. If only. If only. Yeah.
1: If only. Well, we've got something more here from uh, the EFF. They have decided to go to Congress and call on support for an implementation of DNS over HTTPS. With the greatest acronym of all time. Don't! <laughs> <laughs> only reason you kept that story in.
0: The only reason I kept this story. <laughs> Don't! Nice. You so, just imagine
3: security folks walking around and saying, Hey, Bob, have you enabled... Don't! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it
2: uh, comes, uh, comes with
1: three donuts. Mm-hmm. comes with three donuts. Oh, yeah. So... I, <laughs> why why are they going to congress about implementing this this seems like a was it uh internet task force issue instead of a congress congressional issue
2: mhm
3: i suppose maybe pushing to make it be a standard um just by publicity yeah. um, okay right? that,
1: that's what i was wondering yeah yeah
3: so i included another link here when when i saw this story it rang a bell with me that i had spoken with someone about this on the cyberwire and turns out I did um, Johannes Ulrich and I talked about this almost a year ago when I think it was Firefox that was the first browser to enable this oh yeah mm-hmm. and Johannes kind of had mixed feelings about it um, he says he says the problem for enterprise is that this takes away your visibility of what's going on with DNS, so if someone's going to um you know, sites that are known malicious sites, you don't have the visibility into DNS anymore that you used to have. So, Interesting. Yeah. So I included a, a link to, uh, that goes directly to that segment. It's from about a year ago. So I don't know. It's, it's quite possible that um, Johannes' views have changed on it since then. Um, but uh, if you want some perspective, um, there's a little clip there where he and I talk about this very thing.
1: Excellent, excellent. Yeah. we we'll give that a listen for sure. And this next one I thought was very interesting. The BBC News has uh, started to mirror their main international news site on tour. Okay, I think this is a good thing. What do you I guys agree. think? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because you know a lot of people want the news from the BBC, which mm-hmm. generally has good good coverage. Yep, yep. You know. It's no uh, Al Jazeera, which I think is still – I don't know if it's still the best because they've unfortunately been pulled from my cable provider. I, mean, <laughs> I remember watching – I would watch Al Jazeera America all day because they had some of the best reporting for global news. Yeah. So now we just get, – we get the BBC. But this is good for people who are in places where their networks are sniffed by the government and they're not allowed to look at other news organizations. So I think this is actually a pretty good uh, step for the BBC, and it yep.
0: can't cost all that much. No. Can't really. No, just, I, just, I like it. Spin up another server, right? Yeah. Mirror your content. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if any
3: other news organizations follow with this and what the next volley will be. If anybody, you know, tra- any of these countries that they're targeting or, or trying to to be able to get into how they respond.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know Facebook had a had a version of Facebook on tour for a while. I don't know if it's still up, but mm. they were trying to, they had like a light version of Facebook on tour. So I don't know. It seems like it seems like a very simple thing for most uh most news organizations to do. But yeah, we'll see I how like this it. goes. I yeah. like it. I'm in. I'm all in. <laughs> and this last one was just some good news. Apple Watch saved woman from sexual assault in her own apartment. So it's a scary case uh from Canada. Canada, Brian. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Be careful when you move up there. <laughs> uh A man broke into this woman's apartment and took her phone away from her nightstand when she was taking a nap. And when she woke up, the guy was there and was going to, you know, do nefarious things to her. And she remembered that she still had her Apple Watch on. So she used her Apple Watch to text her boyfriend and got him to call the police. And this guy has since been arrested and is Mm -hmm. facing charges. Now,
0: I'm not sure I believe this because I have an Apple Watch and you cannot text off these things. Other than using the, the pre-canned stuff, thanks, on my way, blah, 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 no way was she able to text a full message from her watch.
1: Hmm. Have you never, used, you haven't done that before? I've done it. No. You, you basically dictate to your watch. It's not a pain in the ass. You just dictate the text to your watch and it goes. Did she dictate it then? She had to have. She must have, there's right? No, there's no other way to do it. Right. Okay. But yeah, yeah. You, can, you can whisper into your watch and it'll Dick Tracy that shit and it'll send off a text.
0: All right. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, the other, the, obviously, the uh, the Siri interpretation was correct. Then, otherwise, boyfriend might have gotten like "go store bag" call, <laughs> which is how a yeah. lot of the texts that people send me that way come in.
2: No,
1: definitely. But I mean, the guy did think that it was a joke, so she had to send multiple texts.
3: Right.
0: Okay.
1: Well, fair so enough. It it, it did mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Um, a
3: couple of things caught my eye about this that the, the the guy who broke into her apartment did so by cloning her passkey.
1: Yeah, I saw that too. That was Pick crazy. It in. Yeah, her pass key and her her apartment room key. Right, right. Criminals so, are becoming
0: more and more tech savvy. Like to two even think to pull the phone away, right? Like, and then yeah. cloning the keys, and yeah, that's pretty crazy. Well, it's uh, you know, the
3: watch though. So, <laughs> this reminds me, I was uh, getting a key made recently at my local Home Depot, mm-hmm. and you know, the new key cutting machines—they just take a picture of your key.
0: Yep. and carve it from that. We sounded the alarm a while ago, maybe 3 or 4 five, years ago five years on the show, when they yeah, came five when, years. yeah, a company I know we launched, talked about it before. Yeah, a company that launched that basically just did that and I was like, "What?" And then you pay with your credit card so they can match it to your address. This is insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was it was an iPhone app. You basically mm-hmm. use your phone, take a picture of your keys, send them the pictures with your credit card information <laughs> and your home address. Yeah. yeah oh
3: i see <laughs> right yeah it's insane like what sane
0: person would ever do this <laughs> yeah
3: but it made me wonder could that be the way that this bad guy got the key to her apartment by if they're co-workers and she leaves her keys laying around somewhere as you mm-hmm. do does he just walk by take a picture and then have a key made
0: yeah
1: could be but i think the the it sounded me to me, like, it was like he cloned, like, a electronic key fob for apartment access. Right. Um, right. So. To get into know, the yeah, building so he, and he, then
0: a key to get into the actual door.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He cloned the swipe card and then got the key. So he probably did work with her, I'm guessing, or at least had close access to her, to her purse. Because yeah. if he had to clone the, clone the actual swipe card, that takes a minute. The key, yeah, now we know we can just take a picture of it and get that done in a minute or two. Mm. Or even, I don't know if you guys have these, my local grocery store now, I can walk in there and they have a machine that I yep. stick a key in and then I just, they, they make a key right there from the machine and spit it right out. So you only need like a minute or two with the net, with the physical key. Yeah. Boom. You right. don't have to even talk to anybody or, you know, there's no record or trail of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Except wow. for your
1: payment. I think mine has a cash slot on it. Check next huh. time.
0: I'm going to.
2: I'll, I'm going, going to tomorrow check too. Tomorrow yeah,
0: because I'm pretty sure. I I know I walked past one when I went to the store the other day, and I know it had a credit card. I I just didn't see if there was a cash slide in.
1: Yeah, um, I go. I walk past it every morning, but I actually do need to get some keys made, so maybe I'll give it a shot. Well, so. and and it's not hard to buy a credit card gift card. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can yeah. buy that at the at the, at, the, at the <laughs> checkout the same store. Yeah, and, and walk <laughs> over and use that to to clone a key.
3: Well, I have to say, related to this story, that uh, I am getting an Apple Watch for Christmas this year. Woo! I have decided um, I was resisting. In fact, uh, a couple years ago, my wife bought me an Apple Watch, and I returned it because I just I just wasn't interested, mm-hmm. and um, I had stopped wearing watches a few years ago, and I was just comfortable not having anything on my wrists, but. Um, I have to say, this new version of the watch that uh, keeps an eye on your heart and all that stuff and falling down, um, I will I will embrace the old part of the grumpy old geeks <laughs> and say that now that I am right in the middle of the heart attack zone in terms of you know my age, my you know middle aged guy, um, I just I feel like. Hey, I can afford this. Why not have a device keeping an eye t- w- telling me, you know what, there's something going on with your heart. You might want to just head over to the uh, head over to the ER. Um, and I have to say also, um, I don't know if you guys heard uh, Joe Kerrigan's story about um, what happened with his wife. Um, they posted a podcast episode about that over on Things Joe Hates. Mm-hmm. Um it's a happy ending, but I recommend everybody listen to it because there's a lot of really good information in there about what happens when you have a cardiac event, what doesn't happen when you have a cardiac event, and why so many people don't make it through their cardiac events. Right. Um, Joe is, and, and Lisa, his wife, are extraordinarily lucky. She made it through. She's fine. Actually saw both of them last night. Um, so happy ending there, but... uh I don't know. I just figure, why not? You know, I've gotten I used to it. it.
0: I, I was in the exact yeah. same space as you. My wife got it for me for, as a present as well, and I've gotten very used to wearing a watch again. I hadn't uh, for a very long time. I will say, I don't know about you specifically, but my wife got me the, the one with the cellular access, and okay. I do not use that. I shut that off basically immediately because it's $10 a month or whatever extra above your phone, and, yeah. I, and I found that I just don't i I almost always have my phone with me anyways, and if I don't have my phone with me, I don't need to make a phone call
3: yeah, I'm thinking the same thing so i don't I don't, I don't see a real use case for that yeah. for me either, yeah, yeah, how else do you find yourself using it? uh what are the main things you use it for uh
0: mostly for exercise uh tracking tracking my bike rides, tracking how many steps mm-hmm. I take a day, all that sort of stuff. I find it very useful for that, other than that um not. Too much else, really. I like it for weather. Um, I like it for being able to check the text that I'm getting in quickly without having to pull out my phone or respond just to see what's going on. So it's really right. helpful for all of that sort of stuff.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't use it for any of that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you use I, it for? Mine mine is basically I have notifications from my security cameras, my Ring and my Logic or Logitech cameras. So if there's any movement for those, I get sent a notification on those. Um, I have a nice app called Tap to Record. So if I want to do voice memos, it's just one tap and it goes and it syncs between the phone and uh, iCloud. Ooh, so if, I, nice. if I'm out and I need to just make a quick voice memo, it's, it's easier than using the voice memo app. Timers, galore. Always use it for timers. And just to have my, uh, my calendar. So if I know what's coming up, then it just gives me a quick alert for stuff. The, best, the main thing, though, I got to say is Now Playing. So if I'm out for a walk or doing anything, I use the now playing complication to be able to adjust the volume on my headphones or skip to the next track or skip 15 or 20 seconds either way. Yeah, that's pretty mm. useful. So that's the actually now playing is the like 90 percent of the use. <laughs> Honestly, it's a remote control for my phone when I'm listening to podcasts or audio books.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to make the plunge, and uh, so I guess we can check in sometime in January on that. <laughs> after, after. That is on my – it's on my list from Santa Claus. Excellent. So yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, uh, I don't uh, drop dead between now and then.
1: <laughs> well, if not, Ben Yellen on Security Hot next <laughs> <Right>? week. <laughs>
3: How quickly yeah, how quickly they forget,
1: how quickly they move on.
0: No, well, we'll do a nice memoriam <laughs> section. Don't you worry about it. I appreciate that. You know, <laughs> if the, only you know he what, got that least, watch earlier.
3: Uh, yeah, right, right. We could have done a Kickstarter or something. If he wouldn't um, have waited for that Christmas sale, he would have just been with mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I have to make it to the last Star Wars movie. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> at the very least. At <laughs> the very least, so... All right, guys, All right, gentlemen,
2: see Good you next week. You. Maybe
1: <laughs> ups and doodads.
0: Well, the the nest doorbells, the rings, whatever they're calling them these days. Um, I So they're so they're everywhere now. And I just hate the sound of the ring. I Can't stand it. And I always right. wonder well, why hm? you remember ring is Amazon. Nest is Google. Oh, there you go. They're different things. Yep, completely different products. Well, I don't have either, so what do I know? <laughs> well, Nest is doing something cool. They're, they're unleashing uh, seasonal ringtones for Halloween. They came out as of yesterday, I believe, which is kind of fun. So instead of these standard ringtone, visitors will hear a rotating cast of characters that include a cackling witch, a ghost, a vampire, and a scary monster anytime they ring your doorbell. Uh, this feature also works on Nest Smart t- Displays if you enable the visitor announcements functionality. I think that's great. You know what I think would be even better? If you could do your own. But, of course, nobody lets you do that stuff anymore.
1: Yeah, that would be so much fun. That mm-hmm. would definitely be so much fun. But, uh, yeah, because the, the ring doorbells suck. Yes, uh, I hate those. Yeah, because well, the funny thing is, that, I mean, you can't hear it outside. You have to find this little thing that, or you have to buy this little device that goes in your house. That you, It's just a little speaker with some antennas on it, and there's, like, I'd say about a two to three second lag from when somebody presses the button to when the ring actually starts, Right, which is supremely annoying. They do have one, though, that uh, when I'm really feeling cheeky and want to scare the shit out of people, there's one that has dogs barking. Which in turn sets off my actual dogs, right? (laughs) which then, you know, you you get into this, you know, downward spiral of barking and scares the crap out of people that are coming by. (laughs) They just hear these little ruff, 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 and then bam, bam chimes in and the windows start shaking. It's great. It's (laughs) great. Uh, Speaking of Google, though, Mm -hmm. and their devices, uh, Spotify is giving premium subscribers a free Google Home Mini. Now, Yay. this isn't the new Nest Google Mini, or Nest Mini, whatever it right. is. They're 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 getting rid of their old stock. Yeah, they're getting it's rid it's of old stock here, basically. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, because they said it's, you know, until supplies run out, which means that they're, yeah, they're just clearing warehouse space out right now. <laughs> but I went and did it. It took me five minutes, and now I have a Google Home Mini on the way. So, I'm like... I, I gotta keep it in the garage, but it'll be something to test and it's free. So I already pay for Spotify. Why not get free swag?
0: I suppose you're right. I, I don't really want this because I, I have my infrastructures that I like already and and I'm locked into them, but uh it is free. I can always just give it away. Well, what I really
1: want to try is Alexa really sucks at the basics, like you know, trying to figure out what time the local stores open. I'm like, what time does Petco open? And Alexa sucks at that series okay sometimes. But you still have to pick the one that it's going to tell you. It's like I, I found seventeen Petco's. Which one do you want to go to? The like, close one, the fucking closest <laughs> one, you idiot. So yeah, but uh, I want to give this a shot. I haven't, uh, I haven't delved into the the Google Home stuff. I do have a a Nest
0: thermostat, but
1: let's, I want to try this voice stuff. See if it's any good. Cool.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, I'll sign up and get a free one too. Why not? Better hurry. Um, supplies are limited. Supplies are limited because we have discontinued these. Uh, Speaking of the ladies in the tubes and new products, my Amazon Fire TV Cube came the other day.
2: And? And? uh,
0: I set it up. It was very quick, very easy to set up. And it controls my TV. It works. It works. It does what it's supposed to. It does what it says on the tin. I'm very happy about it, except for one thing. Oh, shit. Yep. Here we go. They don't have all the channel lineups in their system yet. So I was able to set myself up. I was able to get a charter spectrum, but then it gave me the, you should get one of these. It gave me the option of the Manhattan Beach or the Woodland Hills lineups, neither of which (laughs) match my channel lineup. So I cannot get my channel lineup, which means I have to tell it to change channels by the number. I can't just say the channel that I want to watch. Oh, God. So kind of a glaring problem there that I'm hoping they're addressing. Uh, You know, there's no customer support anywhere, but I was able to see on forums that millions of people around the country are screaming, going, how come you don't have more channel lineups? So I'm hopefully hopeful that they will be working on that soon because it would be very nice to be able to just say, put on the food network. And it would. Uh, Everything else is working swimmingly. It is exactly it does exactly what I wanted it to do.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the back of it right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, it does not do what I want it to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've only got, you've got a micro USB port, an infrared port, an HDMI port, and a power port. Yeah. That means I can't plug it into the optical connector on my soundbar, which is what I really want. I want to be able to control my soundbar.
0: That says it controls the soundbar as well.
1: Okay. To- it,
0: it's, it, it asked me if I wanted to set up a
1: soundbar. Interesting. Okay.
0: I think it just uses the IR blaster for it. Oh, that means I got to put it in a place where
1: it can see it. Okay. I was just hoping to get. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Maybe. How much was this thing?
0: Uh, I don't know. Click on the damn link, you lazy
1: bastard. $119.90. I was on the link. I thought <laughs> you are staring
0: right at it. You just bought one. You should know, you fucker. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, 119 Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, it, do, it does work. I, I'm pretty impressed by it so far. Finally. The only other thing that I had to do is because I've got the show in the kitchen and the kitchen and the TV are near each other, I had to use different wake words, otherwise they would get confused. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all right though. I just control my my T V by saying computer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and everything else, you know, uses a different one. And uh dying technology this week, my Apple time capsule finally bit the dust. Yep. I was very sad about that because it was super easy for me to do backups and everything like that. Restores weren't worked. that easy though
1: as you found out
0: no no so there you go uh so uh hello eero i've got nero now it works perfectly it it is uh it's great the app is great the ability to control everything is great i like the fact that i could set up uh what i've considered to be my son's devices it's not useful yet but you know when he's a bit older i can basically just shut off internet access to his devices and leave it on for everybody else Awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. So very impressed by all that. Unfortunately, the bigger bullet that I have to buy, <laughs> bite and buy, is now I'm probably going to have to get a Synology system, which is going to put me back almost a grand. Yeah, but it's worth it. I'm, I'm I telling know, you right now. So expensive. This Apple time capsule dying is costing me a lot of money.
1: Well, you could just get a you a know, $75 USB drive and plug it in. You could always no, do
2: that. you
0: cannot, because there's no USB port in
1: the back of the Eero. No, I'm not talking about the era. You just plug it into your computer when you want a backup.
0: But I don't want to do I don't want physical. Come on. Okay. Well then shut up and <laughs> With sh- what with what ports on my MacBook? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, then shut up and shell out the cash. I'm planning on it. Yeah. And I saw this one. I just thought this was funny. Adobe has released an Alexa skill uh, called, what was it called again? Let me try it. Where's, where's the damn name of this? The Inspiration Engine for Adobe, which is offering, you know, anybody that needs a helping hand to get their ideas going, they will give you inspirational quotes from thinkers such as Jessica Walsh, Pascal Campion, or Waitang Ma. I don't know any of those people. Say, Plus exercises <laughs> that teach you to use your senses and take cues from your environment to kickstart your project. I wonder what would happen If I asked it, why the hell can't I just buy a damn Photoshop and I hate your subscription model? Speaking of,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had to buy the photo package this week uh, because Mm -hmm. I upgraded to Catalina and Lightroom does not work with Catalina, even though I've been spending money on it for since uh, since Lightroom one. I bought every single upgrade and I was I was up to Lightroom six and yep re you know basically install Catalina no bueno big red big red you can't open this (laughs) like logo across the icon like fuck okay so Ah, uh, fortunately, a friend of the show MXV has just had just went through this thing before, and uh, he told me about the Lightroom and Photoshop bundle that they have,
0: so you can get that's uh, that's exactly what I have as well as the cheapest option. And really, I just use Photoshop at this point, so there you go. Oh well, I've got you know multiple
1: terabytes of photography and you know yeah. hundreds of thousands of images, so getting rid of Lightroom is tough. I, there was another program that I was trying to use that I talked about a while ago um mm-hmm. but i ended up not doing it because just the migration was such a pain the thing about it though i was really hoping that because now uh, lightroom classic is like version eight the mm-hmm. one thing you still can't do with lightroom which if you have a synology like i do drives you mad you cannot load a catalog from a network drive i'm like why <laughs> why it's just why? like a mounted hard drive why can i mm-hmm. i can i can have all my stuff on an external usb drive which is what i do but a a network drive that looks just like a hard drive to my system. I can't load a Lightroom catalog from that. Go no, fuck yourself. So, <laughs> and unfortunately, it was uh yeah, 11988 a year. So, it was about 11 cents cheaper than your Firecube. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to wait for a while to get the Firecube because I just got raped by Adobe and had to <laughs> shell out another 120 bucks. It's, you know, it's still not a bad deal considering how much Photoshop used to cost. So in Lightroom, I was spending 70 bucks a month or I mean 70 bucks a year, just upgrading Lightroom every time. So it comes out in the wash, I guess, or this is just reverse yeah. justification because I'm so <laughs> mad at it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to make myself feel better anyway. And this one I saw, and I just had to put it in here. This will end. Well, scientists train rats
0: to drive little cars to get treats. Well, you know, we already had the rat in New York. That's the pizza rat. Now he can drive his car to go get get a slice. He yep. doesn't have to wait for someone to drop it. I know, I know. And you know, just just wait, just wait. You know,
1: we're gonna have rat Ubers, and uh, <laughs> rubers, rubers. And uh, so they got they made these little cars. They're very cute, and uh, they put Fruit Loops on one side of the course, and the, the the damn rats learned how to drive to go get their Fruit Loops.
0: Unfortunately, all these rats are going to be out of a job once the self-driving rat cars come along.
2: Yeah,
1: we're going to have self-driving rats. <laughs> oh, my God. Go watch the videos. It's funny. They're very funny. I found a ton of articles for Brick-a-Brack this week. And these are, these are good reads for uh, sitting on the crapper or waiting at the doctor's <laughs> office or just when you have some time to kill I found uh, this one over at Bloomberg. I just took the world's first 20-hour flight. Here's what it did to me by Angus Whitley. Destroyed your will to live? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a crazy one because they're testing out this Qantas run from New York to Sydney.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Give me the layover. <laughs> I would take a layover, even if I were sitting in first class. I would take a layover.
1: <laughs> yeah, you had they had to get up and do exercises because they had doctors on board, and it's basically this was a bare bones flight with like twelve people because they're the planes aren't ready yet. They're not right. This is like you know they're they're getting ready for this, so this mm-hmm. they had like nothing. They had just enough fuel to get there, no luggage, just enough food <laughs> to get you through, and apparently they even had to cut back on the the beverages, which so I'm like. If I'm on a twenty-hour flight, I need beverages a lot. Look, of I them. think you just
0: give me the beverages, and I'll actually end up drinking less because I bl- will pass out at some point.
1: Yeah, seriously. Okay, you <laughs> get a bottle of makers. You get a bottle of makers. What do you? Want? Yeah, just give everybody a bottle of whiskey. You're done. <laughs> exactly. Everybody passes out. They don't have to get up and do their, their silly exercises. There's just you know you have to t- you have to have a slow rollout so everybody isn't peeing at the same time. <laughs> But it sounds miserable.
0: Oh God! I I like when I was living in London. I was just flying back, uh, flying back and forth between L.A. and London, and that's just an eleven-hour flight, and it is miserable.
1: Yeah, I think the longest I did was uh, L.A. to Hong Kong.
0: Oh, that's yeah, that's quite a flight. I did that. Well, we stopped over in Japan when we did our Asia trip, so it oh, wasn't quite as horrific.
1: I wish I I saw Japan from the plane like, they're like look down there's tokyo i'm like Dan, can we stop i want to pick up some, i want to pick up some of those funky kit Cats.
0: reach your hand up and pull on the string for the bell exactly. ding, ding. i want to get off here no doubt and uh but it, yeah it was
1: fun to at least see japan but uh yeah that flight was long long yeah that was the first flight i've ever been on where they had cameras all over the outside of the plane
0: oh yeah that's so cool isn't it
1: oh my god just watching it it's fun i'm Because the guy that was by the window wouldn't open the window because he was still sleeping. (laughs) He's like, I'm sleeping. I'm like,
0: well, this is my first
1: time in China. And I I just pulled it up and I'm like flipping through all the webcams. I'm like, okay, this is actually (laughs) cooler." Never mind. Sleep on. So that was fun. So, But yeah, 20-hour flight. No, thank you. So check it out if you want to see what the future (laughs) of travel holds. (laughs) And I found this one over at NPR. We tracked down a fake news creator in the suburbs. Here's what we learned. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, this one made me angry because this is a guy <laughs> who's saying that I wanted to show how easy it is to make fake news and then profit yeah. from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, your Don Quixote-esque antics here, buddy, do not track one bit, one <laughs> bit. Multiple companies just generating fake news and crapping in the well, but it's it's worth a read just to see how these people rationalize the bullshit that they do. Right. So if you're in the mood to get mad, go for that one. Yeah,
0: I skipped that one because I wasn't.
1: Yeah. Now, if you're in the mood to get sad, here's another one. Evolution tells us we might be the only intelligent life in the universe by Nick Longrich. And yeah,
0: No, I don't believe it.
1: Yeah. See, this the thing about this is it's like, you know, just saying that everything that has happened to make us us and to actually yes. be here is so improbably improbable that it's probably... Not going to happen anywhere else, which I do find hard to swallow.
0: Me too. I I just don't think that that math works out given how vast the universe actually is.
1: We barely even know how big the universe is. Exactly. We just know that we are, you know, we're basically living in a Petri dish. We can't get anywhere else. So in in the long, you know, the long view of everything doesn't really matter. Nobody, it doesn't really matter, yeah. because
0: the reality is, because the universe is so vast and we can't get anywhere, even with our warp speeds, as we heard about a couple shows ago, yeah. if there if there are intelligent life life out there, we're never going to be able to talk to them anyways.
1: Yep. So why bother? I, I yeah. know it's, an, it's a fun thought experiment, but, you know, <laughs> that's why we have sci-fi. You, you go there yes. in your mind. You're not going to go there physically. So Unless, you know, the people from Contact get in touch with us, and then, you know, we get the little... <laughs> you get the little pods that we can zip around the the planets on. <laughs> Somebody get on that wormhole thing, come on! And I've got another one from Buzzfeed News: mm-hmm. The 2010s broke our sense of time. Ah,
0: much like the 20-hour flight, it more broke my will to live. See, yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh, the problem with this article, I bet it's a really good article. Did you look?
1: Did you load this article, Brian? This
0: is like 1990s web design.
1: This is this is seizure-inducing. There yes. should have been a warning on it. You can't read this
0: article. It's There's impossible. Some, some, some lovely GIFs and animations in there, but it's horrible.
1: Yeah, the one thing that I can't do when I'm trying to read words is have <laughs> the entire page flashing at me. I'm like, okay, welcome to MySpace. Thank you very much. Uh, reader, reader view is good for this one. So check it out if you can get past the graphics. If you have epilepsy, skip it. We yes. don't want to be responsible for your seizure. <laughs> And I finally have two uh, articles from the next web, mm-hmm. how to stop Google from stealing your data after you die and mm-hmm. how to stop Facebook from stealing your data after you die. They're, they're mm-hmm. just quick uh, how to's on how to set up those different systems. So when you do kick the bucket, um uh, which who cares about your data at that point uh you can you can do whatever with it
0: <laughs> i i set I, them both up i went through and did it both so that that it would delete my data after you die and i didn't notice anything particularly fishy uh with google however i do want to read this exact text from facebook when i did it okay and you let me know if you if you catch the weird weird inconsistency here it says okay. delete account after death You've requested to have your account permanently deleted after death. Once someone lets us know you've passed away, no one will be able to see your profile again. If you want friends and family to be able to visit your profile and share memories in the future, you can choose to keep your Facebook account. Okay. Did you catch the thing yet? No. Deleted after death, and then they say, once you've passed away, no one will be able to see your profile. It does not say, we have deleted your data. (laughs) It says we have set visibility to zero. Zero. Does it not? Set visibility to death. Yes. It does not say you're deleting your account at all in any way, shape, or form. It just says your visibility will be set to zero. That okay. is very appropriate and very intentional wording on their part.
1: And very deep when you want to go down that path. I, My soul has been set visibility zero. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: enjoy. I just. I mean, I'm dead. I'm you just, let me know. <laughs> Once yeah. I passed away, you let me know if they actually deleted my account. <laughs> I'm not sure how you're going to let me know, but we'll figure that out later.
1: Closing shout outs.
0: Congrats to the LAFC for beating the LA Galaxy in the postseason El Trafico last night. I am a Galaxy guy, you know, because they have the most championships of any LA team in any sport. But I guess go LAFC. I like that it's called El Tráfico because
1: that's what you're stuck in O after you leave the stadium O because there's too many people O.
0: That that is why they called it that. Really? Yes, it's it's a very tongue in cheek. It's because (laughs) you have to drive cross town to get there. So yeah. Until next time. I got a sense of humor. Nice. Yes. Until next time. I'm Brian Schulmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo.
1: Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us a few bucks a month and we'll love you forever. If you don't like Patreon but still want to support the show, you can give a one-time or recurring donation by just going to GOG.show. Click that little PayPal button. Your support really keeps us going and we really appreciate it. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show 388. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy.